ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hi guys. Thank you so much to everybody who has reviewed us and rated us. We've been loving uh, the, the reviews that we've been seeing. So make sure if you're leaving a review to also leave a little snippet, um, and that's going to help us get to 100. But thank you guys so much for all your support so far. And also huge thank you to some of our listeners who have sent in their thoughts on uh, the zodiac signs of some of the characters and then also some theories of when birthdays are based on events in the show. Really been enjoying reading those. So next episode, um, we're going to share some of the feedback that we've gotten in terms of uh, the ABCs of Greek astrology. So thank you guys so much. So today we are recapping season two, episode 19, Social Studies. And the original air date for the episode was May 25th, 2009. It was directed by Patrick R. Norris, who also directed on My So-Called Life, Friday Night Lights, and Gossip Girl, and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Matt Whitney. Wait, the the fact that he wrote on Gossip Girl is going to tie in. I know, it's going to tie in for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah, some direct correlations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, this feels pertinent before I even knew how this episode would unfold. So the IMDb summary is the two girls Cappy are dating end up in a study group with him and Casey. Meanwhile, Rusty is having doubts about his relationship with Jordan. Elsewhere, Rebecca and Evan try to get her laptop out of her toad car. We are back in art history with the professor who has just like a very strange relationship with the paintings. He is kind of lusting over this painting, talking about how it's showing a love triangle between the three people in the image. Wink, wink. Right. And then, of course, we cut to Rusty and Jordan sitting on like opposite sides of the aisles or like whatever in the classroom. They're not sitting next to each other anymore. Clearly, Rusty is like, like thinking about this whole situation with Andy as the professor is saying this. Then we find out that it's midterms um, at CRU because the professor announces what the midterm will entail for the class. And it's going to be a lot of like essays, which makes Dale very nervous. He's like already planning on contesting whatever grade he gets. He's saying, he says, maybe I can just go to him and say that it's against my religious beliefs. And he's upset because he says it uh, essays leave too much interpretation to the professor. And he said, this one's a nutbag. <laughs> exactly. Um. So then as they're getting up to leave, Rusty kind of like briefly fills Calvin and Dale in on like where he's standing with Jordan whilst Jordan is like making her way over to them. And before he can fully kind of dive into the situation, she's right behind them. And mind you, where they've left off is that they are not friends. They are not friends. And this is by her decision making. She has asked Rusty to essentially yeah. leave. Actually, just like everything else in their relationship, it's her. Anyway. Yeah. So she's asked Rusty to leave her alone. That's where they stand. But then he, she approaches 
the whole group of guys. She's not looking at Rusty this entire time she starts talking. She's really only looking at Calvin and Dale. She's kind of like ignoring Rusty completely. And she asks if she can study with them. Yeah, what? Jordan. And like Dale is very happy about this because she's a liberal arts major. So he feels they need, which they kind of do, like a liberal arts major in the mix to help them. um, To balance them. Yeah. I don't know what Calvin is. He might be undeclared, but like they're definitely all very like analytical minds. Like they are very like, um, you know, math brain. I could see him being like um, chemistry. Or like accounting. Or business. Yeah. I was going to say something with finance. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm like, why is Andy still with her? Like, I'm sorry. Why? she agrees to meet them at 7 p.m. She's like, okay, I'll see you guys at 7. And she's wearing, as Thomas pointed out in our group text, one of those kind of crazy looking beanies. It's like a partial beret, but it sits like at the very back of your head and it's made of a thick knit yarn. Like I said in our group text, I'll repeat this embarrassing story for the audience. I did purchase one of those at Forever 21 and I wore it on my first college tour of Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and I remember specifically (laughs) putting it on my head and thinking I look like I go to college those hats are a gateway drugs to white women getting dreadlocks oh my god it's no Cal Poly San Luis Obispo then it's not far off I know and Jordan would yeah Jordan totally would honestly yeah I used to I remember I used to count how many of those I saw at the Colorado Thespian convention Oh, no. they were everywhere they were also really popular on glee i remember rachel mm-hmm. wear a lot of them it's not a great look and hers is like yellow i think it's yellow and she also yeah. was wearing it the entire episode she's wearing it with a flannel she's wearing the beanie and a flannel somebody called fashion police so then we go to a scene where Casey and Cappy have just left their uh, women's studies class that they're taking together and they've gotten the outline for what the midterm will entail. And it's multiple essay questions, some short, some long, and then 200 multiple choice questions. So I missed that part. Yeah, they're freaking out, specifically Cappy. And Casey yeah. says, if you had spent more time on women's studies and less time studying the women, you might not be in such bad shape. And I'm also surprised that he like cares about his grades. Yeah, like, all of a sudden. Because he doesn't even want to graduate. But he also, like, enjoys taking random classes. So I think in some level, I'm not that surprised he kind of cares about his grades. Like, I don't think he's trying to fail. And I guess he doesn't want to get kicked out. Right, exactly. The goal is to stay forever. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, like, I do feel like he likes learning. I don't know. Yeah, he, he has a curious mind. So... They decide, or Cappy first proposes an all-nighter. And Casey's like, I don't know if that's appropriate. Max isn't in town. It's fairly, like, okay. Um, And and also they're finding out, like, the metrics of the midterm the day before. I know, both of, in both of these scenarios, the midterm is the next day. Like, for Rusty and for Casey, the midterm is literally the next day. And they've just found out everything they have to study for. That's... Usually you find out like a few weeks into class. What's Maybe even day one. Like, yeah. Usually the test is like they already have the test like 
already written. So then on the syllabus, you're pretty much like, okay, this is what to expect. Right. So, and for, yeah, whatever. Anyway, then like, as they're talking about this, or as Casey's kind of like hemming and hawing, this girl Delia approaches them. And the name Delia. Yeah. It reminded me of Delia's The Store. Yeah. And oh my god the model that used to be in their catalogs inspired me to get my very aggressive front bangs when i was in eighth grade oh <gasps> delia's much better on her than they did on me i love that name delia did you see the emma roberts nancy drew movie yeah i did do you remember the movie star who died like who's haunting her house or whatever his name oh. is delia draycott i did not remember that but yeah it's a good name that's so- where my mind went so Delia tells them that she's getting it really she just tells Cappy that she's getting a group together to study at the espresso farm and Cappy's like great Casey's gonna come with us and then she kisses Cappy Delia does but not Casey Delia kisses Cappy and they're just kind of like making out with Casey standing right there it's like bold I don't think that I would even do that with somebody who I was like dating like relatively seriously in front of another person well that's why casey assumes that they're like legitimately dating yeah i feel like if your name is delia you like have to live up to like the personality that being a delia is oh you think that's like a delia personality trait (laughs) yeah you have to be you don't (laughs) i I didn't i didn't really think that but sure i i kind of thought of more like skinny scarves and like (laughs) t-shirts with a smiley face on them (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they where they were going with that. Like the marketing team behind the store, Delia is like, who are they trying to be? Like, who is Delia? Who is Delia's maybe, secret? <laughs> maybe they misheard. Hey there, Delilah. Hey there, Delia. Hey there, Delila. Hey there, Delila. What's it like in Kansas City? <laughs> we see Ashley in her and Casey's room, and she is suffering from a case of severe burnout. She's staring at the wall. She hasn't even started studying. She has like an upper division marketing midterm. She tells Casey she has yet to start studying for. Um, she gets up to like invite and invites Casey to the library with her. But Casey says she's studying with Cappy. This immediately raises eyebrows for Ashley. And Casey is like, no, don't worry. He's actually dating someone new. But then she starts like, being like it's kind of weird. Like, I didn't know that he was dating her and like getting weird about the girl. So uh, Ashley's like, uh, sounds like you want to talk about this. And Casey goes, no, go to the library. <laughs> Ashley is, has like secretly, not so secret anymore, better decision-making and logic skills than Casey, even though Casey acts like she has better ones and this kind of like portrayed as that. But Ashley is always like right on the money with a temp check. Ashley is very emotionally intelligent. Yes, and really intuitive. Rusty is searching the couches of KT for his art history packet. And all he's finding is like old underwear, which is disgusting. And Cappy comes up and is like, oh, was that like the book with like a bunch of like naked women on it? I think Beaver took it. Ew. And he says, you don't want it back. So I know, so disgusting. So then Rusty is talking to Cappy and he like lets it slip that Jordan's going to be studying with him for the test. And Cappy kind of gives him a look and he's like, no, like she just wants to be, or like it's, what does he say? I think he's like, I don't know how to be around her or something. He, okay. He says this insane thing. He was like, 
she's like potato chips one is better than nothing that's what cappy says to rusty oh happy no. is trying to give but there's something that rusty says in between i think he's like struggling with how to like be around her he knows yeah. that he's overstep again he's like i know i'm not like i won't be pulling any like quote douche moves but like he's like it is going to be hard to be around her something like that and cappy's like well you have to think about it as like a potato chip and then that's when he says one is better than none so if you can just pace yourself and like be her friend it's a bad metaphor because you can't just have one potato chip. Everybody knows that. Well, no. that's what Rusty says. Well, he also says he doesn't like potato chips. All right, Rusty. Oh, my God. Of course. But that's, I feel like- Jordan's really rubbing off on him with that line. Yeah. He's not like the other guys. He doesn't well, like- Well, yeah, as we learn later, he's not like other guys. So basically, obviously- Kathy is talking about Casey in this instance as well. He says, totally. being her friend is better than nothing. So then we move on to the study session, which has just begun at the guy's apartment. And Dale has come up with a bullet point list of study objectives. And he like has all of these like games planned for them to play. It honestly sounds like a very fun study session. He's put in a lot of work just to create the content for the yeah. study session. And interactive learning. I mean, I it's going to stick. And yeah. so Dale thinks like we'll be able to cover the whole course load by sunrise and then still get a few hours of sleep. So Jordan shows up and Dale's like, oh, like, by the way, do you have any dietary restrictions? And she says she doesn't eat red meat. And, and the hat is looking bigger than ever. I just the hat is looking bigger. I was annoyed to have something in common with Jordan. But she doesn't even really answer fully. She straight up beelines for Rusty. I wrote, then she beelines for Rusty. She yeah. pushes Dale aside. Like he asks her the question and she almost like kind of shoves him to shoot herself across the room to Rusty. She's unbearable. Did we not see her eat a burger like a couple episodes Oh, oh my God. Hi. God. Thomas, you're right. And she just wanted to say I don't eat red meat because she's annoying. And she's and somebody wearing that hat would say, I don't eat red meat, and I'm about to get white girl dreadlocks. And wow. Thomas. Great catch, Thomas. Great <gasps> catch because she fucking had mad cow disease. Liar. Cause <laughs> I actually don't eat red meat anymore because I had mad cow from the KT house. I'm just not like other girls. I mean, she is a liar. Like we've we've established, she's like okay with lying. She's a liar. So, so I guess we can't be up, too surprised. She goes up to Rusty and she goes, "I miss you, and I want my friend back." Ew, this girl. And he's like, of course, in love with her, so he agrees. And also, it's awkward. Like, what are you supposed to do? Be like, I don't like. Being like, I don't want to be your friend is weird. And it's like and implying like, I, I, it's just what she's putting him in so many horrific situations. It's so she knows how he feels about her. She yes. Also, I'm sorry. Has she once apologized for how she played a role in the fact that his whole fraternity situation got fucked up? No. no she doesn't care. She doesn't care. He lost his little bro who he actually really liked. Like, a bunch of stuff for Rusty, obviously, again, he handled that stuff wrong, but she played a huge role in all of that. And there is no mutual sharing of the blame here. She's selfish and her hat looks like it's going to float away on top of the joke. I, I wish it would take her with it. 
what's Aunt Marge? Is that the one from um, Harry Potter who he oh, accidentally blows up and she <laughs> <laughs> into a balloon and she floats away? Oh I yeah, like, that's what I wish would happen to Jordan. <laughs> Wait, what is the Aunt and Harry Potter that floats? Away. Marge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember said, right? that now. Yeah, you Marge, said Aunt Marge. Marge Dursley. Mar- Marjorie Eileen Dursley. If we're being if we're using Marjorie Eileen Dursley Cartwright. <laughs> the older sister Vernon Dursley. <laughs> Cartwright. <laughs> okay. Back to our regular schedule programming. <laughs> we see Rebecca and Ashley and they're walking. I love that Ashley is in pajama bottoms. It's she's so real for this. She's in like she's pajamas <laughs> and they're walking out of what I'm guessing is the library. And um, Ashley says that her philosophy is that she only studies twice a semester because Rebecca says something like, you're really not very good at time management. She's like, I'm great at time management. I only study twice a semester. <laughs> and so they get to the parking lot and realize that Rebecca's car isn't there. And she immediately is freaking out because her laptop is in the car, which has her midterm on Faulkner in it. And she has to turn it in in the morning. They're freaking out, but Ashley, like, you get the sense she's so tired that her re- reaction is like delayed. She's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't even muster like, a reaction to the fact that the car is no longer there. And then Evan walks up, and Evan seems like as cool as a cucumber in this scene. This guy is not stressed about midterms at all. Well, what does he need to have good grades for? I also he can just buy them. Don't you just kind of think that he's like? so type a that he studied weeks ago and like has everything done already that's kind of the vibe i get yeah maybe i guess omega kai does have pretty good um work ethic for the brothers yeah and i just i think of him as very type a but anyway he comes up to the car and he's like no your car wasn't stolen it was towed you parked in faculty parking and rebecca is immediately pissed because she was like well why didn't you stop it what was i supposed to do and then she's trying to get Ashley to take her to her car to drive her to get out of the tow like lot. And Ashley kind of agrees. Okay, I guess, but I really need to study. I guess I just won't study today and then I'll fail. And she's trying to get Rebecca to excuse her out of it. But Rebecca is not <laughs> budging. Classic Rebecca. And finally, Evan is like, I'll take you. And then she agrees, which I love that. Um love putting these two characters together so now we see Casey and Cappy and they're beginning their study sesh at the espresso farm and Casey like casually bring up Delia like yeah you know she's trying to ask like oh when did you start dating someone I didn't know you were seeing anyone and he accuses her of being jealous which I think she obviously is and then he says oh no we're just hanging out casually and then Casey, like, does this thing where, like, it's almost as if, you know, when someone's engaged, they want you to see their engagement ring. Yeah. She moves her head in such a way so that Kathy can see the giant lavalier hanging from her neck. Her own letters. So, in my mind, would have never gone to that's from Max. I would have been like, why did you buy yourself your letters? Yeah. But he goes, oh, Max lavaliered you? And she's like, yeah she was really annoying to me no she was like jealous 
Yeah. She said that. I know. Just curious. Cause that's what she said. Yeah. And so then Delia walks up and she walks up with another girl from the class and Cappy is like, oh my God. And then he says, tells Casey that he also got with the other girl that Delia is with. And they're both in the class with them. So he's freaking out as they come up. I would leave so quickly if I was any of the four of them. Yeah. Well, it seems like the two girls don't know that. But But also, if I was the second girl, not Delia, the other girl he's dating, and that girl was like, do you want to come to a study session with like me and Casey and Cappy? And I was kind of dating Cappy. I would absolutely not go if somebody who I was seeing didn't invite me and then I just show up so the art history study session is looking quite fun they're playing some of the board games that uh Dale has come up with and then Jordan keeps getting phone calls from Andy which she's declining oh my god his name on her phone and we see her like declining the calls and then Jordan tells the guy she's like we actually should be studying like more uh less like the like factual answers to things like who the painter was or whatever and more like the ideas behind the paintings and what they mean and the interpretations um and what the artist was trying to convey and still as she's saying this she's declining calls from Andy and then we see Calvin get a phone call and immediately as the audience were obviously like oh it's Andy and Jordan says if that's Andy don't answer and Calvin like- is like too late oh my god she sucks so badly i'm sorry calvin is not your friend calvin is your acquaintance and you cannot tell your acquaintance not to talk to his childhood friend can you imagine imagine doing that to someone you're dating like don't answer that it's so unhinged so calvin's like oh too late i already answered and immediately andy asks for jordan so Calvin's like, sure, she's right here, gives it to Jordan. Jordan like gets up in a huff. And I shit you not, this is like the Joe Jonas, Taylor Swift, 10 second breakup call. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Because she leaves the room. Calvin says to the guys, why do we think she like, or do we think that was Andy? She kept putting to voicemail. The guys can't even answer because Jordan is immediately back in the room. And she comes back and goes, well, Andy just dumped me. Dale goes, that's terrible. But back to the Mona Lisa. <laughs> this whole, and Dale has it's like, you, what, you asked to come to this study group. They it's, need to study. They, it can't be about you and your weird non-boyfriend. She can't not make it about her. We thought Rusty was the person who was the worst at this in the show. No, it's Jordan. He's been talked. She walks into a scene. It is all about Jordan everything revolves around her she, if there's no drama she's gonna make drama and the worst part is you know she is like characterizing herself or calling herself like one of these very cool girls and I'm like you are the center of everything like you cause all of these problems yeah I'm sorry just to put this into perspective I'm hung up on the telling Calvin what to do like this is the equivalent of like if Say, like, Jacqueline, you were dating somebody and, like, you were – and I was in a study group with them and a few other people. And you call me and that person tells me not to pick up the phone. Like, 
in what fucking world are you like oh okay yeah I'm not like right because Andy is mind you Calvin's friend from high school like they have a relationship outside of Calvin's relationship with Jordan which is I know you from this art history class I'm taking this yeah, they girl. barely they barely know each other that it's so weird it's like a command and she also yeah. I feel like she kind of looks at Rusty when she comes back and says we broke up and like her eyes just immediately like she says Andy broke up with me oh you're right mm-hmm. and yeah she does I know here's my thought on that fucking finally Andy yeah good yeah. for Andy and you know what I did write also <laughs> Andy uh, dumped her in the 10 second phone call that she should have made when the moment she kissed Rusty or the moment she thought about it. Yeah, the moment yeah. she thought about it. And I'm, I'm happy for Andy to go find new friends at CRU. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe transfer. Yeah. Start fresh. Yeah, maybe transfer to whatever school Jordan transferred from. No, she transferred to community college. So? So he's going he's gonna to go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he needs to get out of there. Oh, my God. And he never came on our show. (laughs) I bet he regrets not coming on Mega Kai. I bet Justin McCartney regrets not coming on ABC's Greek. I wish we could talk to him about this, because I'm I'm so curious to hear what his thoughts are on this whole situation. I know, we could ask him if he was actually making the phone call. (laughs) (laughs) I know you don't even hear the voice, but, like, maybe... (laughs) What went down on that 10 second phone call? Yeah. Was it so guys. I tried really hard. I know you did. Okay. Well, now we're back at the women's studies study group. Things are obviously tense. And Cappy like gets up in a hurry to go get a coffee. Um, and so one of the girls, not Delia, asked Casey how long she and Cappy have been dating. And Casey's like, oh, we're not dating anymore. Like that's old news. Um she was relieved and she was like, oh, because I thought that he was cheating on you with me. And that's when the other girl finds out that they're both dating Cappy. Zoinks. Oh, and they found out that they, Cappy had slept with both of them in the same night. Cappy. I mean, within hours, minutes of each other, potentially. Sanitation-wise, like, that's gross. Yeah, because you know there wasn't a shower involved. Like, no, yeah, that's a thing. No judgment. Like, do what you want to do, but Cappy did, definitely did not sneak any hygiene in. Probably didn't even change his sheets. Oh, my God. Well, well okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on from the bacteria of it all. Yeah. So then Casey gets up and goes to get a latte and she says to Cappy that they can't study with them anymore um, because they know and they're on their own, which I think she secretly is like, I I guess it's just you and me. And they look back at the table and the girls are furious, but Cappy is like, wait, I left my book there. And they're like, you leave it. Yeah. They literally flee the scene. Which I would too. Because also, again, like all of these like, relational issues are coming up when it's cram time it's go time it's crunch time nobody has time for it dale is now lamenting that they're a half hour behind on the study schedule and he says they're gonna have to get rid of the cookie break which that is devastating jordan 
storms out <laughs> and Dale right again says her unsavory attitude is ruining things. It, seriously. It is. And it has been since she set foot on this godforsaken campus. She goes, I need air. I have to go get air. I just need oh, some air. And where did she go to get the air? The hallway. The hallway. It's like, what? Where is this air? The enclosed hallway. Calvin tells Rusty to go talk to her. And it's like, okay, can't this wait? And Dale is pissed that they're now both wasting time, which is true. And like, then just go. Don't be part of the study group then. Because some people, Dale and Calvin... Don't give a fuck about this girl and her relationship and you pining after her. Jordan's is not getting her fresh air in the hallway. She's sitting like pouting. And Rusty does point out that there's no fresh air here. And then he's like, it's Andy's loss. Not really in our eyes, but okay. Yeah, literally. (laughs) If you guys could see Thomas's reaction there, it says it all. Andy's win, actually. Rusty's like, you can go if you want. She says... I'm going to stay. <laughs> Leave. Literally get out of here. You're, you're, now we are affecting transcripts potentially. Like, let these men study. You're men, sorry. Strong word. I know. You're affecting at this point. Okay, sure. You don't care about Rusty and you don't care if you're absolutely burning his life to the ground. I've accepted that. Leave Calvin and Dale out of this. Like, these no. two guys are trying to study too go home go home and so buckle up now she starts listing all these things she liked about andy she's like he reminded me so much of the guys from home that i used to date and it just felt so comforting to have somebody who felt familiar and blah blah blah. okay and her brothers he also reminded her of her brothers that was weird that was where i had to pause for a second i was like did she really just say that I didn't even write that down because my mind filtered that out because that's disgusting. (laughs) Oh my God. And so they get up and Jordan gives Rusty a hug for comforting her. Okay. Like you're the worst. You're the worst. This girl is the worst. Oh my God. They are doing such a good job of writing her in an infuriating manner because I watched this episode almost three weeks ago at this point and I am right back wound up about it. (laughs) So they go back into the study group. Now, Evan and Rebecca have been waiting in the tow yard for hours at this point. And Evan goes, you know, I thought we'd have more to talk about since we've seen each other naked. And which is like, "Mm, all right. And then she is like, are you hitting on me? Yeah. I won't leave you there alone. And then that's when she's like, wow, I never saw the chivalrous side of you. And he's like, "Um," he's like, well, what have you seen? And then she looks him up and down she looks up and down at his what she has seen we'll say that it's like charged they have really good chemistry they do i mean privilege knows privilege apparently i really like rebecca's look in this scene or in this episode she has a cute outfit and like i think her hair looks really good also i'm gonna go out of the room and say she brings out like a funny side of evan like he was giving me the lulls this episode like yes they're in a funny predicament but like I don't know like I feel like he's a little bit wittier with her Rebecca and Cappy bring out his youthfulness and he brings out his silly goose (laughs) 
Evan is in his silly goose era in this episode. He is. He's so silly. It's like we've forgotten all the dark. We've gotten rid of dark Evan. And now he's he's gone full jester. Which Taylor Swift era? Because he was in his reputation era a couple months ago. Is he in his lover era or his lover? He might be. No, you know what he's in? He's in his um, riding shotgun with his hair undone in the front seat of her car era. He's in TS1. TS1, um, our song era. Wow. He looks really good. And she's quick he's quick with her like usually we don't get that from him yeah they both look really good every time we're on their scenes in this episode I'm like let's just stay here we don't need to go back to Jordan yes thank you it's such a lovely break it's such a like a reprieve it's a breath of fresh air if you will and then we get back into the Jordan of it all yeah it's it's the perfect b plot or honestly c plot like it is chef's kiss um yeah so unfortunately right after that we have to go back to the liberal arts study group and they're talking about the Sistine Chapel Jordan (laughs) I'm sorry I'm I screamed at this part Erin I screamed Jordan says she's seen the Sistine Chapel in person and she is acting like the Sistine Chapel was painted specifically for her she's being so fucking weird about reminiscing about seeing it it's uncomfortable for the other guys to watch except rusty who likely has a no it's so <laughs> rusty goes, she goes i've seen it in person she goes i've seen it in person and the textbook doesn't do it justice and rusty looks at her like she painted it like literally that's the face he's making like she just painted the sistine chapel and he goes what was it like and he's whispering like that. So what was it like? And she says, it was, it was, I honestly can't describe it. It, it was that TikTok I sent you guys of that girl that does like Manic Pixie Dream Girl skits. Yes. It's exactly literally. that. She like stammers and has like intense ro- vocal fry and then says like, it was just, it was honestly like, it was indescribable. Yeah. Actually, I can describe it. It's a painting on a ceiling. It's cool. Also, it's like these guys, the way that they're like conceptualizing art, it's the same thing as it's like men won't do mushrooms and like discover what empathy is. It's like right. men, men will take one liberal arts class and realize paintings exist. Like, what is going on? Like, really look, okay, I, yeah, evoke some kind of emotion. I'm not knocking the Sistine Chapel. (laughs) No, the Sistine Chapel honestly deserves the praise. It's just the way she's describing it as though she has discovered it. Like she's the one girl. To your point, thousands of people visit it every single day. Every day. And you know what? It's not crazy that she went there. I uh, lived a mile and a half from it for four months and guess what I never even wanted to see it <laughs> oh my god really <laughs> because you had better things to do <laughs> it's actually a little bit difficult to get into Vatican City sometimes there's like a logistical thing that's happening there um and I feel fine about it so <laughs> I would well, like to what it painted for you it was painted for Jordan and Jordan yeah. only she has ruined the Sistine Chapel for all of us <laughs> I know now I can never go see the Sistine Chapel thanks really? the way that she goes it's just it's 
It's indescribable. I legitimately thought in when I, I heard that line, describing I was it like, for years. yeah, I was like, this deserves to be a TikTok sound. Like yeah. It, yeah, it is. It's like almost to a T. It's like, this is ridiculous. It's, and, and so then Rusty is like, oh my God, like we have to go like see this or and he is like concocting a mini scheme. And Dale is like, so annoying. He's like, so I guess now you want to cut the massage circle too? <laughs> Calvin speaks up. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like rightfully so. Like, oh, look at it in the textbook. You don't need to do all the like it's not just there's not gonna be an essay question on tell us what Jordan thinks about the Sistine Chapel when she saw it when she was nine. Well, like you wouldn't be able to anyway because she doesn't know what she thinks. It's just, um, it's just indescribable. Indescribable. I'm sure, I, I'm certain it's been described before. I think it was probably described in that textbook that they're not going to read. Yeah, I think probably. We're like, you got a good idea of it. Now we're with Kathy and Casey. <laughs> they walk oh, no. into the <laughs> Deep breath. <laughs> and Kathy uh, asked the librarian for a table for two non-smoking near the window. <laughs> <laughs> And like he is funny, but also like I've hung out with guys who are kind of like this, where it's like, okay, you're being everyone's problem. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> yeah, it's um, unnecessary here. Like, yeah, we don't. And need the library talk. is that kind of busy that it always gets, like right before midterms and right before finals, where like you should not even be in there. It's actually worse than studying in your room. Like, yeah. there's nowhere to go. People camp out in there. Like, they pretty much, I feel like people just, like, sit at a table all day and, like, they eat their food there and they, like, put a sleeping bag on there. Oh, no. When I had to write my uh, thesis in one week, I did not leave the library. There were, I stayed up for 72 hours at one of those, like, booths that Ashley is at. Like, oh, I literally God. would have someone watch my stuff, go home and change and come back. Oh, it was God. disgusting. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, they settle for a couch where they are squished. It's four people on the couch. It's literally that TikTok town. I'm, I'm just going to scooch in here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're squished. It doesn't make any sense for them to be studying there. And then Casey drops her pen in Cappy's groin. And <laughs> then he accidentally touches her boob. And it's like, okay, nobody can just study in this episode. But I guess it wouldn't be an episode then, right? I guess we wouldn't be talking about it if they just all successfully studied for midterm. So I guess, you know, the writers were on to something. So now Casey can't take the awkwardness and she's like, I'm going to go find us a table. Which, good call, studying on a communal couch, you're better off not studying. Just go get a good night's sleep. And they have to share a book because Cappy left his book at the espresso farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Casey stumbles upon Ashley, who is fast asleep at a desk, and she wakes her up and she says she was just taking a little power nap. Um, and Ash had organized her study station. <laughs> she had made a new playlist. And she says, like, now after her nap, she's ready to go. <laughs> and Casey is somehow shocked that, like, this is... And it's like, Casey, do you not know your friend? Your friend who 
can anticipate your every thought and move before you even realize and you're shocked that she's procrastinating and so she starts like telling Ashley about the day's events and Ash says that Casey sounds ex jealous um and and she brings up about how Rebecca had told Ashley that the reason that Cappy and Rebecca didn't work out was because Cappy wasn't over her. Oh, this is what Casey's shocked about. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I misread my notes. Um, <laughs> Casey's somehow shocked about this. But I think she was also shocked that Ashley was fast asleep. There was some yeah. shock for sure. There's a lot of shock and awe going on in this episode. And Casey is reacting so loudly that the librarian kicks her out. And it's like, yeah, because you're disrupting, you're pulling a Jordan in the library, you're disrupting everybody. Now we're back at the tow yard and Rebecca walks in. Oh, um, but sorry, really quick. She has to, she gets kicked out and escorted out by the librarian and she tells Cappy that they have to leave and finds him asleep on the couch. Yes, he's snoozing. So now we're back at the tow yard. Rebecca walks in with coffee um for her and Evan and they have the realization that they're probably not getting the car tonight and so Rebecca's like well I really just need my laptop like I don't need the actual car and so they hatch a plan Evan's gonna boost her over the fence so she can get her laptop and then they can go home but then a huge guard dog comes out as she's being hoisted over the fence and unfortunately does eat Rebecca's car key that is if it's the kind that if you get close enough it automatically unlocks the door and yeah so that's now in that dog's stomach which is unfortunate and the dog is threatening and scary I'm like how would the dog swallow that key he just picks it up and chows down I mean my dog used to eat our um remotes Really? Yeah, he also ate our our drywall once. So oh. they'll swallow things. Gosh, okay, so maybe, yeah, maybe I'm underestimating this. Also, wasn't this yeah. the episode when we interviewed Dilshaw that she said this was, like, her favorite? Yeah. Marie yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah. You could tell it was, like, yeah, yeah they had I fun. Just, I had fun watching this. It looked fun, and I, that dog was really cute. <laughs> Yeah, it was cute. Okay, so now we're back at the liberal arts room and they have like set up the projector to project the Sistine ceiling onto the classroom ceiling. Like, is this studying? And now I don't even know that I can get this next part out, but I will try my best. They're laying on the ground. They're looking up. They're laying on the ground, all heads in a circle, like, you know, as you do. Rusty, this is amazing. Wow. And then Jordan looks at Rusty and she says, you're amazing. Please stop doing this to us, Jordan. Stop putting us through the worst viewing experience we have had to date on this show. You're amazing. Don't mind that there are other people two men there who you have guaranteed will not be getting a good grade now at this point <laughs> treating them as though they're not there at all and that is when dill has a sidebar with calvin about michelangelo's uh 
sexuality. He says, um, you know, it's rumored that Michelangelo is like you. And Calvin says black. (laughs) I did lol. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's just like, Dale, stop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Dale goes, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jordan gets a call from Andy. Uh, What does he need to do calling a girl he just broke up with? The way that she answers is literally like in it's immediate she's next to rusty's ear and she picks the phone up like she doesn't even stand up the phone is maybe an inch away from rusty's ear she sucks so bad also the way when she gets the call to she kind of like looks around the group and she goes it's him and everyone's like no one literally calvin is about to lobotomize himself (laughs) he's like please i can't this girl is so annoying (laughs) ruining this study like uh so she leaves and takes this phone call now casey and cappy are studying at dobblers first they decide that they're gonna just read one sentence from each chapter at this point because they're running so well on time and honestly i think this is a good plan like it's the best plan that they've had so far and so then casey brings up delia and she's like why did you only go on one date with her um she's like you know you haven't gone on a lot of second dates and um i'm wondering if it has something to do with our breakup she says does that something to do with the rebecca breakup i'm hoping it's not true someone told me that like no because why would she care if it had to do with the rebecca breakup why would she hope that it's not true no she's hoping it's not true that she caused the rebecca breakup okay like, i'm gonna cut to the chase and she yeah. kind of, like gets she's right she's saying i heard that she being Casey had something to do with Rebecca's breakup with Cappy, and she is hoping that's not true. And I think her saying this is way out of bounds, like leaps and bounds out of line. And also at the like, what like what do you want from him right now? It's the middle of the night. You're studying, like you're being selfish, but it is, it's honestly, the Cartwright selfishness is coming out. I, you know, I love Casey, but. Crossing boundaries is in their DNA. Yeah. This was, this was a Rusty move for sure. Like, yeah. Right out of Rusty's playbook. And so Cappy's like, that's not true. Cause what else is he going to say? Like, it's so uncomfortable. There's no good, like, and then they have to leave because it's last call. And, and Casey's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to meet you at the Capital House where we'll go study. I'm going to get us coffee and I'll see you there. They have yet to successfully study a single page of this book. No, yeah, not even a sentence. (laughs) So Jordan is on the phone for forever, making these men just sit in that classroom with the projector. And um, they're like... Rusty's like what are they talking about and Calvin's like they're probably deciding who gets what DVD and then Dale goes again the only sane one he says um they have stuff together they've been together for like three weeks literally this is exactly what we've been saying then Jordan stomps back in (laughs) in her Herman Munster shoes (laughs) and says they had a good talk um, and Andy wants to get back together. She says this lying down. Yeah. Okay. Back down. What? Come on. She is torturing Rusty at this point. This is torture. There are two messes. Andy and Jordan are so messy and sloppy. Like, 
go just fine. Go be together. Go be together at the community college. Get off of CRU. We're done here. And Rusty is just a glutton for punishment. Like he can't help but ask. Of course, Jordan's not going to offer up the information. She comes in with like the weird way she lays down and Rusty is so like, what was it about? Like, he can't not ask. Yeah, he has to know. I have to know. Have to know. He has to know. Now we're back at, honestly, our great escape, the Rebecca and Evan scene. Yes. <laughs> we love this scene. Yeah, a breath of fresh air from the hallway, as Jordan would say. Um, So Rebecca is like, I have a plan to get to get my laptop they basically are like walking back into the facility and they have these hot dogs I guess they've like gone to the corner store maybe where she got the coffee too and they have these hot dogs so their plan is to essentially like throw the meat so that the dog can get like close enough to the car and because it's one of those smart keys it will unlock the car just by his proximity to the car the dog's proximity and then Evan is going to like run because Evan thinks he has super speed and get to the car to grab the laptop. It's a good plan. It honestly is a really good plan. I don't think I would have thought of that. At first, I thought that they were trying to make the dog poop and that they were planning to just have the dog poop out the key. Like, I legit thought that that's where they were going with this. The hot dogs have laxatives in them. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Rebecca starts Hot dogs by Metamucil. Oh my God. I mean, truly though, like hot dogs, I love hot dogs, but I feel like they always have a way of really hurting my stomach. Am I alone in that? I don't eat hot dogs. Rebecca's throwing the hot dogs and Evan starts climbing the fence. Um, But the dog, so the dog's like distracted for a second, but immediately the dog spots Evan and the dog is like really fast. So Evan starts like sprinting towards the car and they are, they managed to get the car open, but then Evan opens the door and the dog jumps in and then he just shuts the door on the dog. So the dog is like now locked in the car. Dog's cute. The dog is cute, but scary. And Evan's like, yeah, hot, like, like dancing, doing like a winner's dance. Like he's so proud of himself. And then Rebecca's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah well I guess I guess the dog actually isn't locked in the car he's just like in the car yeah 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 he just Um, doesn't have thumbs he doesn't have thumbs to unlock himself from the child lock walk walk via lack of opposable thumbs we see it happen all the time exactly so now we're back at the liberal arts study sesh and they're leaving the quote Sistine Chapel that you know they were able to create and Jordan says, she kind of says this to Rusty. I mean, I, I it seems like she said this directly to Rusty. Maybe she's kind of saying it to the group, but she she's like. To Rusty, but to the group at the same time. Like they're all in the group, but she is clearly directing it towards Rusty. Yeah. And she goes, you probably think I'm an idiot for taking him back. And Dale. Well, you think Andy's the idiot, first of all. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't think, I don't think she took him back I think he took her back right yeah but of course she wouldn't see it that way of course not and Dale is like comedic relief here he's like oh don't worry it just took a really long time um no no he just says no not that you're an idiot it's just how long it took like yeah oh wait really I thought (laughs) I thought he was more upset with like how long her phone call took oh that's what I thought oh I didn't hear it like that but I could be wrong 
No, but I did. I know. I know. Oh, what you're I just how long it took. I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That makes more sense. I had to marinate on that though, Jacqueline. You're not alone because when I heard that too, I thought he was referring to the length of their relationship. Oh, I thought he was referring to like the length of like like how like that it was so quick that she took him back after like one hour of being. Oh, I think yeah. it could mean all of it, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, it's a weighted line. There's like, oh, there's multiple meetings there. Um, Either way, once again, Dale is the voice of reason. Precisely. So now Rusty and Jordan are alone. It's nighttime. They're outside. And Jordan opens up to Rusty and says, the reason that her and Andy had gotten into the fight is because Andy didn't want her studying with Rusty. But I guess she kind of just like got mad and stormed off anyway. Can you imagine cheating on your boyfriend and then getting mad at your boyfriend for being like, hey, maybe uh, if we're still going to be together, don't go to a study group overnight with the guy that you just cheated on me with, who I'm also friends with and you ruined that friendship. Like, hmm, why would he be mad about that, Jordan? I know she acts like he was some kind of crazy, jealous maniac. To not yeah, like literally. These guys to study. She could have done this on her own. No, and the study session overnight, too, is at Rusty's apartment. Yeah. Like clearly being with other people hasn't stopped them before. They were at a wedding with a bunch of other people and still made out. So she says that Andy on the phone call admitted that he was wrong and apologized. I mean, in reality, he was wasn't wrong. (laughs) So she tells Rusty that she wants to be friends with him. Again, she's like I I do still really want to be your friend. Like, stop. Yeah, just stop, Jordan. This is Honestly, you're just being mean at this point. And Rusty, I was actually kind of proud of him at this point. He just says like, no, like I can't be your friend because I have feelings for you. And then he tells her the whole story of like, I fell in in love with you from the moment I saw you. Okay, maybe he doesn't say love. He says he was crazy about her. Yeah, and he's like, "Um, uh, Andy just acted first. Like he basically just tells the truth there. And the face she's giving him here is like... (laughs) She's like giving this kind of mopey, it's almost as if she's just like taking a bite of a lemon. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's this, this is her face. She is just giving major annoyance at this point. As if she didn't know this man was obsessed with her. Who she just called amazing. Yeah, he's not like the other guys. He's not like the other guys, like my boyfriend. (laughs) You're, you're not like Michelangelo. (laughs) you're more talented so this is where she gets really serena vander woodson and she word for word says she has to go and she runs away she like sprints away because she She can't like that too thomas she literally does she says i have to g-o-h yeah i have to go and you can hear the h you see her run the run was insane it was was it Really? It was, it was a flaily run. It was such a weird run. <laughs> Go back and watch it, please. We got to make a TikTok of the run. It was absurd. <laughs> <And the case. laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, just, I, I think we can make a, honestly a compilation TikTok of just like everything she does in this episode. The hat, the run, the face. The fresh air. <laughs> the fresh air. So, yeah, Rusty's just left alone. And he's sad. Like, he has every right to be sad. Now we're back at the parking garage. Life is good once again. We're, like, at the scene. 
we're at the scene without Jordan <laughs> and Rebecca and Evan are trying to figure out how to get the dog out of the car and Rebecca's it's funny she's like upset because she's saying that like the dog is like ruining her leather seats she also says the dog's mocking them <laughs> yeah and so basically she the play- oh wait no Evan Evan says that yes yes and then their plan here I mean once again you can kind of see the holes in it a little bit because this dog is super fast but I guess the plan is that like she's gonna open the door really fast and then he to grab the laptop and then Evan's gonna distract the dog because once again he thinks he can like outrun the dog um but somehow I'm not remembering exactly how this happens but they open the door the dog gets out of the car and then it locks Rebecca and Evan in the car no, it doesn't lock them, but Evan gets out and starts running, but then he just runs in a circle back to the car. So, like, Rebecca's in the car with her laptop. He gets the car, freaks out, doesn't know where to go, and just gets in the car with her. And then the dog yeah. is guarding the outside. It's not that it's locked, but he's, like, right there, bar- like, insanely barking and, like, trying to rip off her windshield wipers. Yeah, that was that was crazy. He starts, like, eating the windshield wipers, and Evan and Rebecca, <laughs> they're, like trapped in the car now like they're not gonna be able to leave this car all night is the vibe we get yeah and she's like what happened to the plan and he's like that dog is freaking fast and that's when I laughed again I was like Evan you lulled yeah he's so I mean cool. why does he think he can outrun twice now he thought he could outrun this dog. we already know you couldn't and you're getting more tired I know <laughs> so now um we're back at Capital and Casey shows up with a coffee Cappy's asleep on the couch oh my god this part is so funny too and so she scares him because like yeah, he's asleep no she brushes his hair off his forehead while he's sleeping and that they he wakes up and he gets scared and then him getting scared scares casey because it's creepy what she was doing yeah it was it was a little too intimate um for people who had previously been dating and one of them is now in a relationship and yeah, she's so worried about being inappropriate. Like, yeah, she was so worried 30 minutes ago. And then Cappy says he was scared because he thought she was Jeremy. Um, because Jeremy likes to watch people sleep. And then we cut, and Jeremy was actually there watching him sleep <laughs> in the corner. It's so creepy. It was so Cappy's scary. like, Jeremy, that's a boundary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's honestly, we were on to Jeremy all along. He is giving off, like, they're really leaning into his creepiness. And I love that. I love that um, Rusty thought that he, Jeremy was Jen K in that one episode. I, I love that. <laughs> I know. I feel like that was the first time I noticed Jeremy was that episode. Yeah. It might have been the first Jeremy? time we were really, like, introduced to him. Yeah, I think that that might have been it, too. They, like, needed a long-haired KT, and then he just stuck around. Cappy's pretty much just ready to give up. He, like, they once again, they haven't studied at all, and Casey's like, no, we can't give up. And then as they're having that discussion, Rusty walks in. Uh... <laughs> Casey, this is so funny. Casey's like, Rusty, like, before you say anything, like, we don't have time to give you advice. Like, please don't tell us about all your problems. Like, we need to study. Don't trauma dump on us. And then speaking of boundaries being crossed. (laughs) He immediately starts trauma dumping and telling them all about the Jordan situation. He can't just eat one chip. Yeah, he says he can't just eat one chip. And then she, Casey literally throws the bag of chips at him. She goes, fine, have them all. 
have the bag. <laughs> He's like, I can't wait around for her. I don't want to wait for her. I if I'm if I'm waiting, like if I'm trying to be her friend, it's really just me waiting for her to break up with Andy. And exactly. not actually fair to her or me. Which I'm like, all right, that's actually pretty enlightened. Despite you doing something that's rude right now, like that idea is pretty true. Like that's not fair to yourself or to Jordan. Yeah. Casey and Cappy look at each other. Yeah, we see this look between Casey and Cappy and they look at each other because it's kind of the same situation. Cappy doesn't want to wait around as her friend while she's dating Max. Or that's what, that's what he is doing. Cappy and Rusty right now are both giving, pick me, choose me, love me. It's sad. And then Rusty says the most unhinged thing. Actually, Saying that out loud made me feel a lot better. Okay, bye guys. Good luck on your test. <laughs> yeah, he's giving um Beth energy there. Bye, Casey. <laughs> he just runs out. He just comes in, trauma dumps, runs away, and basically blows up their lives in the process, as we see. Yes, and then this next scene, well, it's the same scene, but I guess this next moment with Casey and Cappy gets really heated because Casey asks Cappy if he's waiting essentially I guess waiting for she and Max to break up yeah she's like I want to help you move on he's trying to prove that they both still have feelings yeah yeah he's like no we don't like I have Max and he's like well then how can we can't go upstairs and just study in my room with the door closed like because obviously there's more they like, would, it, in the words of Snooki, they would smush Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're pretty much like, they kind of start yelling at each other because like, they're both just at this there. It's clear that the feelings are there on both parties, but Casey's feeling extremely conflicted because of Max. And then Cappy is like, uh, he's, I think just frustrated because he wants to be with her, but like, he's frustrated that she's setting these boundaries and then not really keeping them. Well, because she keeps pushing, like, I just want you to find someone and be happy. Like, I just want you to find a nice girl. And that's when he's like, you want me to find someone so you don't have a choice so that yeah. I'm not and she's gobsmacked and she's like why would you even want me well so she says I can I can help find someone perfect for you yeah and, and then that's, that's when he says. says yeah no one else in the world compares to you I got chills I'm getting no other girl now. In the world. I know it was so sad. Yeah. And back to being fully team Cappy. I really do think it's just that I have a crush on Evan. I don't really care if he's with Oh his. yeah. No, I don't <laughs> I don't think like Evan and Kate. I love Evan. Like I well, I love Jake. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I, no, I I'm not mad at Evan. Cappy <laughs> is just that is so sweet. And then like then she's just freaking out. Casey spirals. Like she can't even process this information. And she immediately goes, well, maybe we shouldn't be friends then. I, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, we shouldn't. Yeah. It's yeah, so like old habits. We can't be friends. They basically friend break up because they were kind of friends before. I mean, they were friends really at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> In the morning. <laughs> that morning they were friends. So now they've officially, their relationship is over romantically. And then also their friendship is over. Which is how it probably should be. <laughs> So at this point now we have Rusty and Jordan friendship ended. Casey and Cappy friendship ended. Evan and Rebecca friendship has just begun. Kindled. Consider it kindled. Consider it kindled by Amazon. (laughs) So now um, it's the next day. It's morning, fresh day. And Evan and Rebecca spent the night in the car. And Rebecca, I guess, was typing all night. 
<laughs> she I guess she added something about she does say that the dog angle is going to help her essay and I'm like <laughs> what and also I mean it's lucky she's lucky they have wi-fi in this parking garage because she says she's like thank god for email and smart keys I wonder if she has a hot spot in her car she probably does in that Mercedes yeah. I mean honestly a smart key is pretty advanced for like 2010 I didn't have a smart key yeah. until I got my car in 2016 what does she I mean this is we because like we were in college I feel like during the days of like Apple MacBook Airs and stuff what does she put into her computer she puts like this little disc in oh I thought it was a USB yeah I think it was a USB or like sometimes you could have wi-fi like hotspot ports too maybe that's what it was because it didn't it didn't really like a flash drive it was more of like a square like yeah That might have been like a Wi-Fi like thing. Like a a floppy disk. Oh my gosh, maybe it was a floppy disk. It was not a floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> so 2008, 2009, not 1998. Oh my god. I used to love just like the term floppy disk. <laughs> so floppy. yeah. And Evan, so she's thanking Evan for um basically for the help and everything. And Evan's like, it's kind of a bummer that we like never really became friends. And she says men and women can't be friends because there's always the possibility of sex that gets in the way. This was their when Harry met Sally moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Rebecca yeah. met Evan. I love that. Yeah. When Evan met Rebecca. I love. Exactly. Eva, Becca, Rebevan. I think Rebevan. <laughs> Rebevan. So the tow truck guy knocks on the window and he's very scary. Yeah. He's giving like bad Santa energy. And he has the key. Yeah. He has the key because the dog took a shit and the key just like popped right out. That's a fast digestive tract. Maybe my plan wasn't so far-fetched after all. Even there are laxatives in the hot dogs. I feel like there are laxatives in most hot dogs. Not oh. speaking from personal experience, but... Okay, so now we're in the, the... It's the it's the same morning. We're at the ZBZ house. Casey is, like, banging on this really nice espresso machine, which I didn't... I had never noticed before. Um, It's giving, like, full local coffee shop vibes in the ZBZ yeah. house. And you can tell that she's obviously upset because of the night before and her conversation with Cappy... And she essentially tells Ashley that this chapter in her life, the Cappy chapter might just be over. And she's she's like, like, I was jealous. (laughs) Yeah, she she admits to being jealous. And spoiler alert, (laughs) spoiler alert, she's jealous. And she says, like, you know, I know that us not talking is actually like the best thing. And Ashley, it's so funny. She actually starts crying. And it's because she, she's like, I'm just so tired. Ash. <laughs> this was so relatable. I've, you know, those moments when you're just so tired and like the weirdest, even things that are like remotely sad, like you just want to start crying because you're like, you oh yeah, nothing left. <laughs> I- I've burst into tears in public before from not sleeping and people have like, had to say something (laughs) yeah I get it I get it I've been there I've been Ashley we've all been Ashley in this moment so then Max calls Casey from London and she kind of just like snaps back out of it and she's like hi Max how are you fake (laughs) yeah she's just she's being a poser as someone who's happy in this moment okay so now we're at the final scene of the episode we're back in the art history classroom and 
It's funny. Dale's like asking Rusty and Calvin if they should throw certain questions for the curve. And then Rusty's like, oh, Calvin, don't listen to him. He's just trying to get into our heads to like make us, I don't know, to, so that he wins, I guess, and gets the best score. Yeah. So the test, they passed out <laughs> the test. he honestly deserves at this point. Calvin and Dale deserve Rusty to purposely miss a few. <laughs> Seriously, after everything that he put them through with Jordan and and also just everything he's put them through in this entire show. This scene is so insane what this woman does in this I moment. Know. It is. So the test has begun. The professor announces it. Everybody flips over their packets and starts working and Jordan shows up. She rolls in late. She goes like, she grabs a test, goes to the back row. And before we know it, a note is being passed from the back row up to Rusty's row with just Rusty, like, heart on the note. Like, could it not wait? Why could it not wait till after the hour-long test? And the note right mind would pass a note during a midterm. Especially within the first seconds of the midterm starting. <laughs> like, it has been 10 seconds since this midterm began. And you already drew attention to yourself coming in late. Yeah, so she basically sits down, passes the note. And then Rusty, in the second he gets the note, the teacher immediately calls them out for cheating. And, like, approaches their desk. He's like, I will not stand for this. He grabs poor Dale's test too and like ropes him into this and Dale's like I had nothing to do with this I'm innocent (laughs) and Jordan stands up and she's like they weren't cheating I sent the note like read the note the teacher is like okay whatever and he reads the note and basically is like I want to be more than friends too I've fallen for you yeah I have fallen for you I can't remember does she say something like Andy's over or does she not even specify no she just says they need to talk Oh, yeah. She's like, we need to talk. And XOXO is the end of it. (laughs) Like, why did that need to happen? And the amount of time that it took you to write that note, just get to class on time and tell them right before. Yeah, like, hey, let's talk after the class. She could even have said it. She could have even said she wanted to be more than friends before the the test started. Yeah. Yep. And Rusty asks why. He's like, why do you want to be with me? And she goes, because you're different. And the class erupts into laughter. And she goes, doesn't she say something like, she also, what she also keeps saying things like, what you did last night changed everything. Oh, yeah. But, and then she's like, she means he's different in a new and exciting way. Like how Andy was like familiar and comfortable. And she goes, last night under the Sistine Chapel, I fell for you. And I said, really? Not when you kissed him when you had a boyfriend? You didn't fall for him then? Not when you asked him the first week of school if he was going to ask you out? Yeah. And the teacher basically just says, like, let's have this conversation after class. But he's, like, kind of into it because he you can tell he's a hopeless romantic. He's a hopeless romantic. He's definitely shipping them, probably because he also hasn't seen any of their other behavior. (laughs) If he had, he would not be shipping them. Yeah. He would be like, run. How does this teacher not hate Jordan? She's always late. And disruptive. Yeah. Yeah. When she missed class and said, like, can you just give me the, what did she ask? Do you have it online? Yeah. I mean. Oh my God. I I guess Rusty and Jordan are together now. Wait, but also Calvin, Calvin started a slow clap, which was so funny. 
<laughs> it, it does end on kind of a weird note. It's just like the teacher says that line, they get back to the test and it's over. Yeah, because Rusty goes, she fell for me. <laughs> now the most cursed couple in Greek history will commence. Ugh. Worse than Franny and Evan. Okay, winners? <laughs> um, Maybe Rebecca. I'm for like, having a fun flirty night and getting her paper in on time. I'm going to go Evan for like coming to the rescue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Rebecca. I just like always love it. I love when Rebecca's in a lot of the episode and yeah. yeah, I think she, she ultimately got everything she wanted out of this episode. And she kind of went back to her like fun, sassy roots, you yeah. know, she yes. was having sort of an identity crisis the last few, but not that that wasn't fun to watch, but she's kind of like finding herself again. Right. Yeah, for sure. Oh, are we going to pick a loser? <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. It's, uh... I mean, I'm going to say Jordan. I I can't stand this girl. I really, really can't. Like, it's hard to watch her. Yeah. I'm going to say, okay, because you said Jordan, I'm going to say Casey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's in a relationship with Max. She is still having issues with Max. She just shipped Max off to the UK. And now she's (laughs) feeling jealous of Kathy. I'm like, okay, like, you have to make she has to take some sort of control over her circumstances in her life yeah I think since you guys took both of the ones that I was thinking about for good measure I think we know Cappy because he lost two girlfriends and his love of his Lomo so his love of his life yikes yeah bad rough yeah he's he's down two girlfriends two and a half Two friends and then the girlfriend in his head. (laughs) Life is Rough, starring Kyle Massey. (laughs) Oh, and another another great movie um, highlighting dog actors, just like this episode. (laughs) That we could potentially recap. Imagine if that's the one we end up recapping. Oh my God. Oh my gosh, I would. (laughs) You know what I would recap? Stuck in the Suburbs. Oh, Aaron Killam. <laughs> Killam. Brenda Song, one of the Panabakers. Doesn't get Oh that. my God. I would recap that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, thanks for joining thanks us. Nice. On this fun romp down memory lane. Ciao. Bye. Ciao for now. We have to go. <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> I have to go.